Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome. I'm Bobby Burton of Inside Texas, your host. And this is On Texas Football, the recruiting breakdown. So the recruiting breakdown is a part of a, a weekly series or one of the weekly series we do here uh, on Texas football. And joining me is uh, none other than uh, the czar of uh, Texas football recruiting. And that's Jerry Hamilton. Jerry's the not only a, a member of the Inside Texas staff, he's also uh, the national uh, recruiting analyst for On3 Sports, formerly of ESPN, Rivals, and 24-7 as well. Uh, and no one knows Texas football recruiting in and out uh, like Jerry Hamilton. So, uh, Jerry, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks, Bobby. Great to be back. Yeah. Last time I saw you, you were in uh, Spearman, Texas. <laughs> a little less, yeah, less wind here in the uh, the old guest bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, uh, big week ahead for Texas that we want to cover, really. And, and we also want to talk about the ramifications of the OU game uh, for recruiting, but also the big recruiting weekend coming ahead uh, with some big name players coming in like Arch Manning uh, for two, uh, 2023 prospects. But there are also five official visitors in 2022 coming in. Um, and then, but before I, we get to that, I want to circle back and really talk to you about Brennan Thompson. And now that you've had several days to think about it, what he really means to the Texas program and, and uh, Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah, I think it was a huge recruiting win, and uh, the, the timing could not have been better for Texas, obviously. You know, when you think about the Red River showdown um, and that Brennan was originally scheduled to go to Texas A&M and, and watch A&M play Alabama, um, who knows what would have happened emotionally if he had not committed last week and been at that A&M game, that huge win for Jimbo Fisher. But I will say this, after being in Spearman, uh, visiting with his mom, Bonnie, for quite some time. Look, when you, Bobby, you've done this so long. When you get that feeling on a visit, you know, a lot of times that ends the recruitment. It doesn't officially, but it does unofficially. And I, there was a point during that Texas visit where Brennan and his mom looked at each other and said, This is the feel, this is what we've been looking for. It's a feeling we've been looking for. Uh, and Brennan's the one that said that to his mom and his mom said, yeah, I agree. And so that recruitment was done that weekend. It was just, when was it going to be announced? Um, so Brennan knows he's got that feeling that he had been looking for. Look, he visited Oregon officially, A&M officially, Oklahoma state officially been on multiple campuses more than once. And so he got that feeling on that visit at Texas and, um, you know, Jordan Shipley was that visit with Jordan Shipley, I think, was really big too. M- making a small town kid feel like he could the big city was it was going to be OK for him because he could go out and get away and fish and hunt an hour away like Jordan Shipley's always done and still does to this day. Obviously, he's in that business now. So I think that, you know, they got that feeling and that recruitment was over. But still, to get it announced. At the time, Texas did. I, I still think it's big because who knows if you go on that visit to A&M, what happens? 
Yeah, I think that there's two things to take away from that. Uh, one is uh, strike while the iron is hot. Yep. Period. Uh, that, that is part of the recruiting game, whether, you know, you can debate the merits of it or the, you know, whatever, but strike when the iron is hot, number one. Number two, speed. Yes. Um, that's, that's where Brennan Thompson is a different uh, type of player. It doesn't mean that he's not a football player with speed. He just has a ton of speed. We saw on Saturday, demonstrated by Steve Sarkeesian and Xavier Worthy, and even to a degree, Josh Moore, what right. speed can do at the receiver position for Texas and in, in this offense specifically. I, I, don't know that, I don't know that that speed works in a Tom Herman offense, right? It just doesn't, right. it, it doesn't get the TLC that it deserves or that it would, would uh, uh, extract in, in the Texas offense. All right, I want to go, go forward real quick for you, okay? 2022, there are five official visitors coming in this weekend, okay? Um, of those, two are down in Louisiana and mm -hmm. three are from the West Coast. The two in Louisiana are both national top 100 prospects, and they're along the I-10 corridor. Who are those guys? And, and tell people a little bit about them. Yeah, let's start with Jacoby Matthews, number 42 in the On 300 for On3.com. He's at Ponchatoula High, uh, one-time LSU commitment. It, it's been a bear, interesting recruitment with some twists and turns. Obviously, he plays for Hank Tyranny at Ponchatoula High, who coached Terry Joseph in high school. And there's your connection from the Texas side. That's really, I, I think, has been a huge connection for Texas, understanding Jacoby Matthews and that whole recruitment and hanging around in this recruitment. Because it's, it, it's very interesting, Bobby. It, you know, in March – Early April, we were here. Jacoby Matthews could commit to Texas. Well, then, boom, out of nowhere, he commits to LSU. Uh, and, and that one, I think, caught a lot of people off guard because it, it was being talked that, about that Jacoby didn't really want to stay in state. So he commits to LSU. Then he backs off that commitment, makes an official visit to Texas A&M in June, is back there at the end of July. Um, and, and Texas A&M has had that momentum in the recruitment and Texas just kind of battled and hung around. And now they get him on campus with his family this weekend for an official visit. I, I really, it's a three team race right now. We'll see. Florida was in it early, but that, that, that hasn't really happened. That was early, early in his recruitment. Uh, so right now it's Texas A&M, Texas and LSU. We'll see what happens with the LSU coaching situation. Everybody thinks uh, we, 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 we think I know that there'll be a change there. So how does that affect the recruitment? How quickly does LSU move um, on, on what they're going to do? Um, but th that's the first guy. Then Quincy Wiggins, number 55 in the on 300, 6'6", 275-pound defensive line with about an 85-inch wingspan. I mean, he's got basketball wingspan. Chris Beard would be excited to recruit this guy, right? <laughs> you know, he was at Florida last weekend. Uh, he'll be at Texas this weekend. LSU is right there in the recruitment. Then Alabama, if they make a push, uh, would become the favorite in the kids' mind. We'll see if Alabama makes that push uh, because he's really a kid. He's at Madison Prep. Um, you know, like that's where Malcolm Roach plays. That's with father coach. Uh, you know, he's a kid that has just played for about a year and a half now since junior high. So you see – the upside talent, but you don't always see the consistency on the field. And I think that's what Alabama is recruiting a little different there is, um, you know, that's a guy they may push for, even though he's extremely talented. Um, you know, look, he was at Texas in June. He worked out for Texas. 
and he wowed them with his upside potential. Same thing he did at Florida and same thing he did at LSU camps because he didn't have those offers until this summer. In Alabama as well, he got the offer there just on strong camp performances, people seeing his upside. So those are the two guys from Louisiana coming in, two of the top 55 prospects in the country. Yeah, I, I, I think of it this way. It's interesting to me, you know, you and I have gone through multiple Texas coaches through the years, right? Yeah. This looks like a renewed emphasis on the state of Louisiana. No now, question. whether it's precipitated by a move to the SEC, I don't know. But the reality of it is, is Louisiana too often has gone unnoticed by Texas coaches. Well, and Bobby, if you look at Sark's staff when he built the staff, Terry Joseph, Bo Davis, Corday Hankton as an, as an analyst, Brandon Harris played quarterback at LSU's from North Louisiana. There are four guys with strong ties in that state on this staff. Obviously, Brandon Harris was there on the, with the previous staff and held over, but that's four pretty strong voices in recruiting in Louisiana. Yeah. And I, I think that, I think that it's, it's a bright move to go in that direction because, uh, you know, Louisiana, everybody wants to talk about Texas high school football uh, per capita, Louisiana high school football from a talent perspective is every bit what Texas is, whether, whether uh, some people want to admit that or not, but per capita, it's tremendous. Um, they're physical in that state, Bobby. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. They're physical football players at every position in that state. And that's the one thing I've always noticed traveling in there over the years. Yeah. They don't throw it around the yard like they do in Texas high schools, Texas high school, where a lot of seven and seven has uh, inf infiltrated the game right. right or wrong. That's, that's yeah. the reality of it. Um, next, the three kids from out West. Let's start with the kid from uh, the Seattle area. Yeah, Malik Ogbo, big offensive right tackle that could play inside OL at the next level. You know, that's one of those things they're just going to have to see once they get him there. Uh, similar to Hayden Connor, you know, coming out last year, who's a right tackle or guard. He's playing guard uh, because you got to wait to see how that body quickness translates when there's some elite talent coming off the edge. But Malik Ogbo, 6'5", 6'5 325, long arms, super bright kid. Now, very impressive kid to talk to. He made officials to Oklahoma and Miami in June. He's got Texas scheduled this weekend. He's got Auburn, I believe, November 13th, and, and Florida the weekend of the 27th when FSU plays. Tentatively scheduled. Arizona State could replace one of those, but that's where his recruitment's at right now, and I think it's a wide-open recruitment. Early on, he really liked LSU. He made it unofficial there in the summer, but they haven't really been in the official visit process for him. Oklahoma made a strong impression, so he's a kid who's open to leaving the West Coast, obviously, if you look at his trips, and is interested in both Oklahoma and Texas, and I think that helps both of those schools in this recruitment. He's a kid that's very interested in that rivalry game. He watched the game Saturday, uh, and, and he's a guy that Texas didn't make the initial top five, but Kyle Flood, Pete Kwiatkowski obviously has uh, connections up in that area. They just kept plugging away on this recruitment, and now they're getting them down for a visit. Uh, state of California obviously is going to be big for Steve Sarkeesian. He wants to recruit the state. Uh, he's got multiple commitments from the state right now, Malik Murphy and, and the linebacker Kerry. Um, the two guys coming in this weekend are, are guys that, that Texas has coveted since they got the job. Ernest Green, uh, big offensive lineman out of St. John Bosco, Bellflower, California, number 131 in the 300. 
Uh, he, he's been to Ohio State and Georgia in September. Ohio State was considered the leader in his recruitment for a long time. I think Georgia's made up a lot of ground. Uh, he was there on that official visit September 11th weekend when Arch Manning was there unofficially, and it was a huge recruiting weekend for Georgia, obviously. Um, you know, Texas, he was on campus in June. Um, Sarkeesian has a lot of connections to that high school staff in that area. Uh, Kyle Flood covets the size of Ernest Green, six four and a half, three thirty, long arm kid, uh, good body quickness, good feet. So this is going to be one of those real recruiting battles where Texas is trying to hang in there and fight with the Big Ten power and one of the two SEC powers. And then you have USC. You got to see what happens with the coaching change and the hire where USC goes because they've just been hanging on the peripheral, but a kid that USC wants. Obviously, then Larry Turner, good, good in the safety out of Bishop Alabama. He plays for uh, Coach Clawson there, was an Arizona State commitment for a long time. Then, you know, all the stuff going on in Tempe, he's backed off of that. He was at Penn State for their huge win over Auburn, which is an unbelievable atmosphere. But another kid that was on campus at, in, at, at Texas in June and the staff has made a real strong run at, and, and he knows he's coveted by the Texas staff. You know, as a player, he's a little bit of a different safety. He's, he's not, he's not going to walk out and wow you physically. He's probably 5'10 and a half, 175 pounds, really long arms for a kid that's 5'10 and a half, 5'11, I believe 77, 78 wingspan. Uh, but he's a talented wideout. He's got really good at, you know, short space, short area quickness, and that shows up when he catches the ball post-catch. Uh, so he's an interesting prospect. He's not physically going to wow you, but he's a really good football player. So five official visitors this weekend. Um, it's possible they sneak in somebody else, right? I mean, we yeah. we, we talked about maybe J Jaleel Skinner at one point in time, even though he's committed to Alabama, still making a visit. We'll, we'll see if they sneak in anybody else, you know, at the, at the deadline, so to speak. Right. Um, but, you know, also there, it's going to be a big unofficial visitor weekend. Um, including a lot of 2022 players. Uh, one guy that you talked to me about off camera that you think is tentatively scheduled to visit Texas this week is someone I think uh, a lot of Texas fans are familiar with. Yeah, five-star corner Denver Harris from North Shore. Uh, first off, Denver's now back on the field, which is great. Um, uh, the North Shore staff, Denver's family, they really took their time. Uh, they didn't rush him back onto the field. That's always been the plan is to get him back around midseason, let him get warmed up as they make their run in the playoffs. But uh, it's great to see Denver back after the ACL injury against Westlake last year. Um, look, when he didn't commit September 22nd on his 18th birthday, and that had been what he was thinking for a while, I, I think that was big for Texas that they they got him to hold off on that commitment. Um, obviously, LSU's in that as well. But with the uncertainty, I, I think it's going to be – I think that's going to be a little tougher for the Tigers. But he does love Corey Raymond. That's his best relationship of any coach, which, you know, DBs always say that with Corey Raymond. Pat Sertain Jr. went to Alabama, but Corey Raymond was his guy. So Corey Raymond's great at that. And I think everybody that follows recruiting knows his reputation. Uh, and then Alabama, look, Nick Saban, is, they've covet Denver Harris. I mean, they've turned down other guys – in this cycle who are really good players uh, to, to be all in on Denver Harris. And so Nick Saban's not, you know, he's not going to go quietly on this recruitment, but Texas has done a great job. This will be a second unofficial visit this season to Texas for Denver Harris. So if you follow the visits, right, I mean, 
you know Texas is making up ground and doing a good job in this recruitment. Jeff Banks has done a great job. It's really all-hands-on-deck recruitment. Bo Davis obviously has connections at North Shore that run uh, many years. Um, so everybody's kind of chipping away at this. And it, it, get not getting him to hold off on that commitment was big I, on September 22nd as Texas has made up ground. And I think Denver sees the opportunity to play very early at Texas versus maybe not at Alabama. So we'll see. I don't think that's what the decision comes down to. He's a competitive kid, but I think Texas has made a pretty sound pitch. Then there's one other possibility, Bobby. Evan Stewart, number four in the country, uh, number one wide receiver in the country. Technically, if Travis Hunter plays wide receiver at the next level, maybe it's him, you know, flip a coin. But Evan Stewart's the most explosive playmaker in the country, period. Uh, you know, Florida has been strong there for a while. Uh, due to a close friendship with on 300 quarterback Nick Evers, who's committed to Florida out of Flower Mound High. Uh, Evans got really close with the uh, Evers family, um, you know, made a couple trips to the lake house, hung out, you know, road jet skis. And they were, they're really tight. Those kids have a bond. Uh, but with that being said, you know, look, he's a former Texas commitment. I think he bought in early to what Steve Sarkeesian could do offensively. And now that you're seeing what Xavier Worthy's doing, I mean, it's hard as a receiver not to look at that and say, look at the opportunity there it, to make plays in, in the return game, catching the football, the occasional handoff. I mean, the way that Sarkeesian's going to scheme for those guys in the offense. I, I think Texas is back trending in this recruitment, but there's a long way to go. He has a visit scheduled to uh, Alabama November 6th. Uh, if he makes that visit when LSU comes to town, you know, look, we'll see what happens. But uh, right now, I think Texas is really in a battle with Florida. And, and we'll see if Alabama gets that visit. Um, you know, LSU and AM have kind of been hanging around on the peripheral. But if Evan Stewart gets back to campus it's, this weekend, it's huge for Texas. He hasn't been on campus since June. He watched the Red River Showdown uh, last Saturday. So if they can get it back-to-back weeks, that's, that's pretty big. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and I just, I, I just, I'm thinking to myself, uh, and and I saw it this weekend with with Xavier Worthy, and then you juxtapose what Bill O'Brien did at Alabama compared to what Steve Sarkeesian did at Alabama. Um, um, Sarkeesian just has a way of uh, accentuating a, a player's talent at receiver that I'm not sure. I mean, who else – do you know of anybody else in the country that does it as well as him? I mean, I'm not trying yeah. to – Yeah. I mean, I, literally, maybe maybe the guy out at USC, but that's more because he's a freak and they're not winning any games. You know, right. On, I, I – um, maybe, maybe Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss a little bit. Yeah, not, yeah. I mean, that's my point, though, is if you're looking at this, I mean, and, and you're – I just – I mean, I was – I w- people were running free for Texas. Yeah. And, you know, it takes skill to get free, but if you've got explosive ability and he's already scheming you open, I, I, that's, that's, a, that's something you may want to take advantage of because that can add zeros to the end of your career. 
from a financial well, Bobby, perspective. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's a huge recruitment because, you know, you think about it, you got Brennan Thompson on board now. And look, Brennan Thompson, he'll need a little more development time probably. Look, he's, he's played multiple positions. Of all trades. It's yeah, he's played, right? multiple, he's played yeah. multiple positions. Right. That's right. So, but this is a guy that's going to run in the 10-2s this spring now that he's going to be healthy coming off the, the bone spur being removed from his tailless bone. So he was he ran 10 through eight last year and he wasn't even healthy. So just think about that with Brennan Thompson, even though he more made more hands extended catches as a junior on tape. My point is, you know, everybody's talking about the Texas offensive line and in, in the struggles there. But if, if you look at Clemson, Clemson hasn't had a first round pick on the offensive line, I believe, since the early 80s. And they've only had two guys drafted under Dabo on the offensive line. They may have a couple this year, but during all those runs, they did, they weren't littered with NFL players up front. But what they had was really good quarterback play, really good running back, good tight end, and playmakers at wide receiver. And guys that could win matchups, right? And if, if Texas could win out for Evan Stewart to go with Xavier Worthy, think about how good he's going to be as a sophomore. And Brennan Thompson's speed then you suddenly got a lot of weapons and a lot of guys that defensive coordinators look at and say, mm, this might not be my best and most fun Saturday coming up. And B. John Robinson's back next year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. All right. I, I, there's other commitments that are coming into town also for unofficials. One of them that you and I have talked about and I want to mention and ask your opinion of, because I've heard some glowing reports out from some people I trust in that area. And that's B.J. Allen from Alito. He's been committed to Texas for a long time. Uh, give us a little sense of why there's some some hot talk about how he's playing as a senior. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that was a big win for Blake Gideon and Sarkeesian and staff early on. He was uh, committed to LSU at one time. Uh, but he's been really good as a senior. You know, look, he he's a guy who I think instinctively at the position is ahead of a lot of guys, right? He's more than – just a pretty athlete out there. I mean, he's six foot 180. There, you know, he doesn't look like BJ Foster, DeMarvion Overshone physically when they came out of high school, but he's a really good football player. I think he finds the football. I mean, he plays downhill really well. I think he understands and can play in coverage. Look, they, Alito staff has done a great job for many years. Um, you know, the, the, Buck and uh, Coach Wood have kind of switched places as the head coach and AD there. Uh, but look, Bobby, my father coached a long time in Texas high school football. He said Steve Wood is one of the best defensive teachers and defensive coaches he was ever around during that time. And he's been at Alito and he's been coaching Brian Allen, even though now he's the AD and they flip roles. But I think he's been coached really well. But I think first and foremost, he has the instincts for that position. And, and I think that really shows up on tape. Yeah, I said I said, BJ, it's Brian Allen Jr., just for everybody, he goes there. by BJ though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. I, I just want to make sure everybody knew. Um, uh, the uh, the other thing, let, let's okay. That's enough on twenty twenty two for right now. I do want to come back to one thing there, but um, wipe the state clean. You know, I, I want to say this as much as we just talked about twenty twenty two. The real issue is twenty one. One of the realer issues is twenty twenty three because there is a heavyweight coming into town. Uh, this weekend, and that's Arch Manning, uh, the Manning legacy quarterback out of New Orleans. Yeah, number one prospect in the country in 2023. If you get down to it, if you put the 2022 and 2023 class and the 24 class together, he's still number one, right? I mean, that's 
you know, uh, you know, but before we even get to the recruitment, let's just point out he's going to break name, image and likeness records. Bobby, I, this guy's going to make five, six million dollars a year before he ever throws a football in college. I think those deals are coming for him. If Quinn Ewers got two and a, two million, two and a half, whatever that number really is. What's Arch Manning going to be worth? I mean, it's astronomical. So that's why, besides his talent, that's why this is a massive recruitment for Texas, even for Alabama, for Georgia. It's a massive recruitment because he's going to lift all boats in name, image, and likeness wherever he goes. So with the modern day and age of where we're at in the college football and college sports world, this is a massively big recruit uh, for these programs, but really for Steve Sarkeesian. Look, I've said it at Inside Texas and conversations on the board. I think this is the most impactful recruit since Chris Sims for Texas. Um, that doesn't mean he's the best. Chris Sims is not a better player than Vince Young. Uh, but Chris Sims coming out of Ramapo High was the Gatorade or USA Today Offensive Player of the Year. And when Matt Brown and Tim Brewster won that recruitment, that changed the perception of Texas football nationally. And it was kind of a sign to all the other recruits coming behind them. Ooh, Texas may make a move here. This is a big deal. So when Chris Sims and Corey Redding signed in Mac's first full recruiting class, that changed Texas football. Um, and if you look at Arch Manning, he absolutely has a chance to do the same thing for Texas if they were to win out in this recruitment. And right now, I think Texas is in a strong position because of Steve Sarkeesian. Um, you, you know, look at the Manning family, that family tree. Look, a, a David Cutcliffe, why did he win out for Peyton Manning? And then Archie was big getting Cutcliffe as the head coach at Ole Miss, and Eli went there. Um, I mean, it, there's something to be said in this recruitment for quarterback development and a scheme that prepares you for the NFL. And I think Sarkeesian has both of those uh, in his resume. And so I think that puts Texas in a good spot. The question, I think, with Arch Manning is gonna, could come down to, you know, Alabama and Georgia are saying, we're already here. We're already here. We already have all the parts around you. We already have NFL offensive linemen. We have a great uh, talent on defense. Uh, we're ahead of the game in these areas. They know the competition, Steve Sarkeesian. I'm sure Clemson has the same pitch. Uh, Ole Miss, I think, is on the peripheral, but a little bit in the game still. Um, but I, I, that's if you're Georgia and Alabama, that's where you're going to recruit against Texas. Hey, we already got these guys. We got the pieces here. We're ready to win. Now Alabama can say, we, you know, look, we've won six national championships. Georgia is the favorite to win it this year. Let's just be real. They look like a national championship team this year. Now they're going to have to – probably beat Alabama at least once to do it. But that's, I think, what this – some a lot of interesting parts of this recruitment, but I think Steve Sarkeesian's offense, his scheme, his quarterback development reputation has Texas in a pretty good spot. Yeah, on three sports, this is intriguing to me too, right? On threes, Chad Simmons was in New Orleans on Monday and uh, broke the news that uh, Sarkeesian is going to be at – Sarkeesian and A.J. Milwee, the quarterback yep. coach for the Longhorns, is going to be at the Arch Manning's game on Thursday night, and then he'll see the Mannings in Austin two days later. Well, it just, it's, it's blunt, you know, kind of luck. Uh, but we all work together. But you know, I was headed down to Louisiana late this week. Yeah, you'll uh, be down there. <laughs> so I will be there uh, Thursday as well. I'm gonna been planning to go down see some of a couple of top twenty three kids in the country down there, and see a couple of guys committed to Texas. So as 
as it turns out, it's all worked out pretty well for on three and inside Texas. <laughs> yeah. So Jamont, you're going to see Jamont tap uh, Lewis. The, yeah. The, yeah. And, you know, uh, I don't I think Shaz Preston, I think Texas is behind there. I, I, I think Georgia has a really good shot there at the receiver out of St. James. But Texas has been fighting in that deal. I mean, look, we talked about it. They're after as many of top Louisiana kids as they can. I mean, they're after all those guys. Quincy Wiggins obviously coming in this weekend and they're recruiting those top 23s. Couple more 2023s that are coming in that, that are that are that we want to mention. Um, number one is uh, first of all, Will McBride, the the or, excuse me, Will Randall, the uh, uh, Arches the, teammate. Uh, yeah. yeah, Arches teammate, the tight end is coming in. Texas likes him a lot, uh, but also maybe the top receiver in the state for 2023 will also be there. Is that correct? Yeah, Jonte Cook is scheduled to be in town uh, again. Um, he was at the Red River Showdown, I believe, Saturday. He's a guy who's close with Arch Manning. Um, you know, they've kind of built that bond as highly ranked kids. They were at the Texas visit in June together. Arch was throwing the ball to uh, Jonte in that camp setting. Um, so there's a couple of guys that are really tight with Arch that are going to be there. Ruben Owens is a possibility, the former Texas commit, the running back at El Campo. He was at Georgia when Arch was there. He was at Texas when Arch was at Texas. By the way, that's very smart by, by Owens and his father. I mean, that's how you that's how you play the NIL game. Be around the number one recruit in the country and be seen. And hey. keep playing great on Friday nights like he is. Those are some smart moves. But then I'll also say this. One of the commitments for Texas is really close with Arch Manning. That's Connor Robertson. They met that weekend. Uh, they've become really close in the last few months. And so there's going to be a lot of guys around Arch that, uh, and there are guys, uh, you know, that he's really gotten close with and they'll all be in Austin uh, Saturday. So it's going to be a huge weekend. Jalen Hale from Longview, top 100 player in the country, the receiver there. He's scheduled to be in town. He plays for TJ Ford's AAU basketball team. Um, so he's scheduled to be in town. You know, we'll see if Jaquay's Petaway from Langham Creek, uh, I'd have to check their schedule. I, I, I know Texas has been trying to get him on campus. You know they're trying to get him up there if he doesn't have a Saturday game. Gotcha. Anthony, uh, just a couple more. Anthony Hill, also. Yep. Linebacker out of Denton Ryan, very right. talented. And Anthony James, who's actually committed to A&M, right? The, yeah, he's a kid that uh, oh camped at Texas, and they've, they've invited him to the game. We'll see if he uh, makes it. But uh, Harris Sewell, uh, top guard in the, in the state, one of the top guards in the country at Odessa Permian. Uh, he's scheduled to be in town. Uh, Oklahoma, Texas A&M strong there. Uh, obviously, parents went to TCU, uh, so there's a lot of connections there. But he's a guy that Texas, Coach Flood, and Sarkeesian really covet on the offensive line in 2023. Very interesting, Jerry, because if you combine all of this together, you know, and I, you really look at it, there's going to be more kids show up to or more players right. show up to. Absolutely. So we'll, we'll definitely be talking about that a lot next week. Longhorns definitely need to win. Early in the week, you went and saw, and this is not necessarily a guy that's going to visit this week, but early this week, you went to go see one of the Longhorns' key remaining prospects for the class of 2022, and that's Harold Perkins. It, to close it out, I want to ask you about him real quick and what you saw. Yeah, Harold Perkins, number eight in the country, uh, on 305 star, uh, freaky athlete at linebacker, man. I mean, look, I was talking to Coach Rogers uh, Monday at Side Park's practice, and he's like – you know, we we thought we'd seen the best of Harold. We we hadn't. This year, he's just playing at another level. He is so versatile. Uh, he ran four four nine laser on grass at six two two hundred pounds before his junior year. 
I mean, it was unbelievable. I was there when he did it. So he's a guy that, that you can play at free safety. You can play him at linebacker. If he carries it eight times, he's going to score twice. I mean, he's one of those le- high-level athletes. He's also a really street-smart kid. I think he understands the recruiting process. Um, he's a big name, image, and likeness guy. I mean, it was funny. We were just sitting there talking at the practice. He said, uh, and he mentioned, oh, Xavier Worthy's made a lot. He's made a lot of money uh, this year because of his play on the field. So he recognizes those things. He sees those things from NIL and he's looking at that and he makes, you know, look, he's, he's a kid who he's great for a quote, but it's also real. I mean, he's out there and he's going to tell you what he's looking for. And um, you know, Texas A&M, I think was very strong for him in June. He was there that first official visit weekend in June uh, where, where Texas A&M had a lot of top targets there. Um, you know, what's a silent commit worth? I don't know. But I, if, if there is one, he was probably one to Texas A&M at that time. But look, he's from Louisiana. Every time he goes to LSU, he comes back and, and you know, what he kind of says to the Cy Park staff is that that's those are my people. That's, you know, that's where I grew up. So LSU is going to be there at the end of the day. And Texas is going to be there at the end of the day. Look, he'll visit Oregon the last weekend in October. I just don't see that. I, I think this kid's going to play in the SEC and he tells people he's going to play in the SEC. But if you're Oregon, you still take a swing at him. I mean, you know, the guy's a great player. You don't turn away that kid on a visit. So Texas has made up ground. He's been on campus twice this year. Um, you know, so Texas has made up ground. Jeff Banks done a really good job in that recruitment. Uh, they're selling him on being a hybrid safety linebacker uh, in the Texas defensive scheme. And I think that appeals to him um, right now before he gets to be 235 pounds. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we'll see A&M, A&M, the commits, the staff, they're trying to grab that momentum back after that big win over Alabama. He's been a kid that Chris Marshall one of the top uh, uncommitted receivers in the country from Fort Ben Marshall was texting uh, Perkins during the game. Perkins was running for touchdowns Saturday night and they were blowing up the kid's phone. You should have been here, blah, blah, blah. It was amazing. So they're really, those guys are, and Chris Marshall's not committed to AM yet, but the commits and guys like that who are leaning to AM are really blowing up Harold right now. Gotcha. I mean, I think that it's interesting because one of the things about Perkins that you said, is that he's not necessarily an AM type of kid typically. Like you could see him maybe going to not only LSU, but Texas, somewhere like that, um, as opposed to AM for whatever reason, right? I mean, some kids just, uh, you know, want to be in a, a bigger town atmosphere, right. maybe than College Station. Um, all right. So I think that's, that's it for today. That's the Texas recruiting breakdown. Uh, if you enjoyed this content, please do Jerry and I a favor and Inside Texas a favor. Subscribe to this video channel. Uh, or listen to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star there. Uh, Jerry, thanks for your time, man. Good luck in in New Orleans and Louisiana the rest of the week, and and I'll be catching up with you. For Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton, and this has been On Texas Football.